to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a bassist, a musician. Uh, he's played with Paper Holland. He's played with Abby Jean. He makes music of his own. Uh, his, his album, Be Easy, came out in 2017. Um, he's got a concert series that he's planning coming up, and I'm excited to talk to him about that, as well as his passions are to why he does what he does. Thank you, Mark Yancheski, for joining me today. Hey, Ben, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. The sun is kind of out periodically, and um, there's no snow on the ground, so I'm a happy guy. <laughs> it got cold today, though. It got real. Today and tomorrow, it's supposed to be real cold. Yeah, it be doing that. <laughs> it does, in fact, be doing that. Um, yeah. I'm trying to stay productive inside, uh, not leave the house as much uh, the next few days, but, um, what have you done today so far? Uh, well, I woke up and got a quick workout in, did some reading, went for a run outside, which is a little too cold for my, my taste, but I, I got through it. Um, did some grocery shopping and I've just been working from home since then. So thanks for breaking up the day. My pleasure, man. <laughs> what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, where do you get your groceries from, Mark? Oh, man, Aldi is the go-to. And Pete's Fruit Market, I try to stop at when I can for the deals. Um, yeah. mm. Otherwise, you know, if I, if I really have to get something from a Pick and Save or a Metro Mart, that's the, uh, that's the third tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live around the corner from Pick and Save, so, like, it's kind of, like, my most convenient option. Like, I can actually walk home with my groceries although sometimes i have accidentally like bought more than i can carry and i'm fucked you know like because i don't i don't have a car you know like so i i carry all my shit right back here to my door and that's a really bad position to be in when you've just bought too much groceries and you're like how am i going to get all this home i'm i'm always determined to take all my groceries up the stairs in one trip so I always loading up like like bags on each finger of each hand, or like I have this giant box that I can't see around. So yeah. it yeah. makes it it makes it fun, man. It's a good uh, it's a good challenge. Yeah, that's usually the closest thing to heavy lifting that I uh, get <laughs> these days. My arm will start cramping up the rest of the day. I'm like, damn, shit, that, I bought some heavy shit. I'm like, damn, you're gonna be but, eating good. Yeah. I have been eating good though. That's that's nice. that's the win. So that's a, um, that's a blessing, man. That's a good. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um, so, Mark, what we talk about, a Mister Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so, um, we know each other from the music scene. Um, I think the first time, like, I ever like knew who you were was when I saw you play with Abby Jean at the Backline Showcase, like way back, like two and a half, it was like over two years ago, almost three years ago now. Um, that was the first time like I knew who you were. And then like, I saw you play with Paper Holland. And then finally one day we were in the same place at the same time. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen you before, man. <laughs> What's going on? You know, like you were one of the, you were one of the planners for a uh, winter school last year, weren't you? Yeah, I was really fortunate to um, 
to have the idea to do it. And then I, I took it to the group of neighborhood businesses in the brewery district. And it was the first time that we collaborated on an event together. Um, and they had just renamed the neighborhood, the brewery district. So it felt fitting to use that moment as like a, let's come together and do something moment. Um, and as you know, I'm passionate about music and local music, especially. So I thought that would be an easy sell to everybody to get on board with like a, a collaborative event. Yeah. And so think, it wasn't, it wasn't just me planning and organizing, uh, but it was my initial idea, which I will proudly take credit for. Yeah. Um, but then also equally share that, that pride with, with everyone that helped me pull it off. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. Um, Oh yeah, it seemed like people ate it up, but then COVID hit like right after it. <laughs> Luckily, we got to do it, you know, <laughs> and and it was successful. So we are going to do it again. Um, obviously, we looked at trying to do it this February, but with the holiday spike with COVID, we just decided it was the wrong time to do that. Um, yeah, and virtual stuff is hit or miss. So we just we're working on a summer thing outside and then we'll definitely try to do winter school next february as well right on there you go so get your vaccines <laughs> oh yeah i got the first one uh yeah, second one coming up in a couple weeks here and uh oh how like the vaccine card is like your passport pretty much like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it like allows you to like get in to, like certain places and you can't get in without it like it's kind of a feels cool um so yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of venues in other parts of the country doing live music and just allowing people in that are fully vaccinated um so it's weird but i guess it's working for them so that's cool to see live music coming back to life yeah yeah no it's i i i'm gonna have to like re re-figure out like what to do with myself like when there's a band <laughs> in front of me you know like it's a weird feeling it's gonna be a weird readjustment because we've been away from it for so long. Yeah, we're all gonna have to go out and take some dance classes. <laughs> yeah, that and, uh, and like know what to do with personal space now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I catch up with you like during the, like, are we talking during the show or are we gonna wait till later, <laughs> like after the show, you know, shit like that. But, yeah, it's gonna be a, a rocky restart. Yeah. To yeah. say the least, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to talk all about what you got going on now, Mark. But first, where we usually start is, uh, so uh, are you from Milwaukee? Yeah, I was born and raised here. Cool. Your sister's the realtor, isn't she? She is the one and only and best realtor in Milwaukee. The yeah. real Shout out to Kim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't met her in person, but like we're friends on social media and uh, she seems to be killing it, so good for her it appears that way and she's really happy doing it so i'm happy for her hmm. good good so uh you grew up in milwaukee uh, what part you uh, grow up in uh we grew up on 70th and congress so just a little bit northwest of midtown plaza sure. um, so those were the stomping grounds growing up cool so yeah so uh i'd love to hear a little bit about like music in your life growing up like what you listen to and uh how did it become a creative outlet for yourself yeah um okay where to start i guess when we were young my dad played a lot of elvis a lot of beach boys 
a lot of like Christian gospel acapella quartets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my parents are religious and filtered a lot of stuff when Kim and I were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we got a little older and into middle school, then we had friends opening things up to us. And, um, you know, I had a radio in my room so I could kind of dial in different stuff. And that was right when like Dr. Dre and Eminem were topping the charts and um, Blink-182 was a big influence because I was uh, at that impressionable age. Um, I took piano lessons for a number of years. My dad plays accordion, so he, he would play um, only uh, occasionally, thank goodness, but um, <laughs> you know, on he'd pull out some Christmas carols sometimes. And that was, that was fun. Um, Such a like awkward instrument. Like, I mean, <laughs> shout out to anyone who plays the accordion, but like, yeah, it is, I, I don't like quite understand like the mechanics of it at all. Yeah. I mean, he's great at it, but he hates playing it. He was, um, his parents are church going folks too and love polka. So that was kind of their, yeah. their way to, to try to help him and uh <laughs> he, yeah. he he always knew the importance of, of music and my parents have both always supported me pursuing music which is cool but a lot of choir growing up some piano and then when i was old enough to realize that it was cool to be in the church band you know cooler than just being in the choir uh that's when i started taking bass lessons at church <laughs> rock on yeah, yeah. How old were you at that point? Uh, I think 11 or 12. So. Oh, sure. So uh, upright bass probably, but taller than you still at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was just on the electric at that point. I, I I started playing upright in high school with the orchestra at Rufus King. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. What was your first, like, uh, I guess, what was your inception into the Milwaukee music scene? You know, I at that age when I was really into Blink-182 and skateboarding and pop punk was like the thing with a lot of the kids I went to school with, we all just thought it'd be great to get instruments and set up in someone's basement or garage and just learn some of those types of songs and write our own. Um, so we started kind of like a after school garage punk band for a long time. And that just morphed into a metal band at some point, just seemed like a natural progression of like teenage angst and the evolution of that scene. Um, So it was really just um, a fun thing for me to do with my friends. And then we got a collection of songs together and thought that other people might want to hear it, or we wanted to show other people what we were doing. So we started booking shows in basements and community centers. And then that led to the rise of pure volume and MySpace and eventually Facebook where you could kind of book your own stuff and recording equipment was cheap enough to do it at home. Yeah. So we, we were really on the, like the, the beginning of that trend of like pirating music, not getting paid for anything. Uh, everything was DIY and I don't know. So it was a lot of fun. Like I didn't know about the greater Milwaukee music scene. I just didn't have any exposure to it. Um, like no one older in my life was like, Hey, let's go to the globe and like 
see a show. Like I didn't know about the globe until like four years after it closed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, so I, I feel like I missed out on some of that, like mentorship from, from somebody. Um, but through no one's fault, you know, I just, I found it on my own, just kind of trying to do my own thing. What was your uh, your little garage punk slash metal band called? Oh, there were so many iterations. Um, the first one was, you're going to love this. It was Interstate 43. Ah. And, uh, right. you know, it was an easy grab. Yeah, right. Love that. <laughs> yep. And then the last iteration of, of like a, a rock band that I was in, it's called Gabriel Hunter. Gabriel's beware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sure. So you, um, yeah, I'd love to hear kind of like uh, how you got in cahoots with Paper Holland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love those guys. I love those guys very much. Me too, man. They're, they're all great guys. Um, I've been in that band for all, over eight years. It's been a lot of fun. Um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of frustration at times, but we've stuck, stuck through most of it and uh, looking forward to getting in the studio with them this weekend um but yeah I, I went to high school with andy kosanke's wife laura she played violin in the orchestra and we had a couple other like music related classes together and after high school after both of us had graduated andy and joe started recording some stuff and then eventually released it and called it paper holland and they were looking for a bassist to start playing that music live that was their first record happy belated um so they were kind of seeking people out and laura tap tapped on my shoulder online and said hey do you mind if andy like sends you some music and then he met me at a show i was in a band called up north at the time that he came to an up north show and dropped off some some of their music and i listened to it and just kind of um like that was the moment you know <laughs> yeah yeah you're like fuck with this <laughs> it's like that shit is tight yeah right. <laughs> just fired yeah yeah exactly no no so yeah it's been uh eight years in the making um yeah i've seen paper howland a number of times it's a band i definitely miss seeing uh since shows haven't been a thing so yeah, so you guys are going to the studio this weekend. What are you guys uh like uh what's what's uh, kind of in the chamber, would you say? Well, we've got a lot of new songs. I don't know what we're gonna end up getting getting to. Um our drummer Ted Powers is moving to California later this year. Um so we wanted to get as much as we could recorded with him before he takes off. And there's a possibility he'll be back, but um we just wanna kind of have a send off record if it comes, you know, or at least a couple songs. So totally. it might just, it might just be a couple singles that we end up releasing. It might be a whole album, might be two albums. I don't know. We've got a lot of, a lot of demos that we've been doing. So sure. tight. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. That's yeah. exciting. It is exciting, man. It's, it's been fun to like work collaboratively remotely this past year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, in a lot of ways it, it kind of expedited our process. You know, we haven't released a ton of music. Um, we like to take our time and nitpick everything. So I think not being able to get together helped us like 
get into a good workflow. So we've, we've actually cranked out quite a bit of quite a bit of demos. Depending on how you operate as a band, like it can either streamline the creative process and make it easier, or it can make it a lot more clunky and distant, I guess. Um, but it's good that, you know, the, the isolated nature allowed for you guys to collaborate in just different ways, but still, you know, still be efficient. And the, the uh, music videos definitely uh, showed that a lot. Uh, the ones you guys put out in the last year. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun project, like towards the beginning of the quarantine, just to have something to work on and get out of the house. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So tell me about uh, how you uh, got involved with Abby Jean. Yeah, I met Abby Jean at Pride Fest. She was playing at the Milwaukee Record stage um, right before Paper Holland was slotted to play. So we were kind of loading our gear in off the golf carts that mm -hmm. they, they cart you in on. Yeah. And I heard someone singing and couldn't see the stage, but I was like, holy fuck, who is that? You know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like how everyone reacts when they hear her sing. Oh, yeah. Um, Pipes. So yeah, I just had to quickly unload everything. And then I just sat and watched the rest of her show. And it was just her and Palmer at the time. Um, and they had like a little beat machine going and switched off instruments and stuff. And it was a good show. And um, we chatted for a little bit after her set. And then I sought out her next gig because I just wanted to see her perform again. And she was playing with Foreign Goods at Cactus Club. Mm. So I was like, okay, I like Foreign Goods. I've never seen her play with them. Like that should be cool. So I went to that show and it was great. And at the show, she announced that she was leaving that band to start her own project. So I caught her outside after the show and said like, hey, if you're ever looking for a bass player just to like jam with or record anything with, I'd be interested. And she was like, really? Like, that's awesome. Like, what are you doing this week? And I was like, nothing, like tomorrow work. And I went over to her house the next day and started learning some of her songs and helping her kind of craft uh, craft that first record that she she wrote and recorded at her house. You know, I did some of the bass lines for that and have been playing with her since then. That was uh, 2016. Yeah. Obviously, the, the, the chemistry has been very uh, bonding uh, between you guys as musicians, it sounds like. I think so, man. Like, she's had a, we don't we don't have very similar like backgrounds or stories but we do have a lot of similar interests and goals so um, we definitely found a, a way to work together like in a really efficient way cool. yeah love that uh yeah what's she been up to what have you guys been up to well she's been living in new york um and just writing you know she moved out there in the fall of 2019 and we went out there for a show. And then I went back late 2019 and early 2020 to work on a new record. And then she came back here for the Turner Hall show and the Winter Skull Festival. And then she flew back home and, you know, there was uh, the world, you know, we had tons of summer stuff booked and that all kind of just got swept out from under us. So we slowly saw all of our shows getting canceled 
and realizing that like we weren't going to be able to get to the studio to record the record and she finally came back out here for the like a little summer hang in August um, and we didn't do too much we, we jammed a couple times and tried writing some stuff but it was more just like reconnecting and yeah. hanging out and celebrating her birthday and just summer in general so oh yeah so I went back out there she had uh, Jenna and Michael her two guitar players in her band uh, they were out there in December and then I met them out there in in January and stayed out there for most of the month and got a ton of demos done uh, so now Abby's sorting through those with a producer to try to figure out what's going to end up on a record and what might get pushed to the side or released as a single that kind of thing mm. sounds like fun um yeah yeah it's a great that uh yeah you guys uh made a bad situation good you know in terms of just everything how crazy this past year's been but i'm glad you guys have been able to get together um create a little bit but also hanging out is just very important too you know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it's always been a challenge throughout covid to like uh kind of find something that everyone's comfortable with and yeah you know like just between a schedule of like quarantining and getting tested before getting together and like when do you wear masks you know like can we jam outside and like be 10 feet apart from each other and yeah. just just finding that comfort level between everyone is always it's different every time you know but yeah. we're almost at the end of it with with the vaccines man hopefully so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no kidding yeah no it's been hard kind of like navigating like who is comfortable with what and like definitely having your own boundaries of like what you feel is like what you're comfortable with like and having to see where everyone else is at like it's been it's been a difficult time to really get together with people but you know yeah have you, have you been able to do that at all yeah um here and there like i keep my circle small you know i only the people i have seen regularly have been like my just like a couple close friends um others i'll see maybe once every couple months um but yeah i mean i just do this most of the time like i just mm -hmm. sit on meetings or, or uh you know i meetings or um podcasts obviously so it's like I, it's a lot of virtual interaction for me i see people kind of sporadically but you know i was pretty good about getting tested and um luckily the second dose that I won't have to stick a Q-tip in my nose anymore. <laughs> Absolutely hated doing that every time, but just uh, had to do it. Uh, yeah, so I miss Abby. I hope to. I hope I'll get. I hope I get to see her at some point this year. Yeah, I hope so. I I think she'll be back uh, at some point in 2021 in Milwaukee. Um, but I think her 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 main focus right now is getting getting some songs into a studio out in New York. So yeah, she won't be here too long. Yeah, certainly. I get that. Um, yeah. So uh, in terms of your own work, um, so you, you dropped your record. Uh, 
four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess tell me like kind of what you've been doing uh, on the side, just like uh, uh, on your own. I have a rec- a new record that I would love to get a band into a studio to record, but I want to do it live and it's going to end up being like a 12 piece band. So I've been patient and waiting till it's safe enough to, for that moment to come. But it is a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. A little too many for COVID. So yeah, yeah, I, I wrote a lot of it when we were out in LA in 2019 and kind of just let it simmer for the rest of the year because I, well, I didn't have enough money to get a band together to put it in the studio. And I just didn't think it was quite ready. So then last April, when I was like really quarantined hard, I, I, I went back into the record and got it to a place where I'm like pretty happy with getting charts out to a band and like saying, hey, let's go to the studio to do it. So that'll happen at some point, uh, maybe this year if we're lucky, um, or definitely next year. You know, it's got to happen. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, how would you describe the music um, that you've uh, put together? It's instrumental. Um, it's funky, and still has some like some room for improv and some some like jazz inspiration. But it's it's more like um, more grooving, a little like easier to to dance to. Sweet. Yeah. Well, uh... I'm ready to get down to that. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to be dancing a lot. Once yes, again, <laughs> Once uh, we can get all together again. So, yep. Exciting. Looking forward to that. Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, it's, it's something that I got to just do for me. You know, I'm not like not looking to perform live or, or make money doing it. It's just kind of music that's in my head that I feel better recording and then sharing with people. Yeah. Yeah. send it to me once uh yeah. well whenever you do it no rush but yeah 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 you i will i definitely will i definitely will good good <laughs> oh yeah so that being all said uh you know we've been alluding to shows uh several times already and so you have like an actual concert series that you have coming up um <clears throat> that you uh, if i'm not mistaken starts in may yeah it starts may 1st I've worked at Best Place at the Paps Brewery for over eight years, and mm. we've got two great outdoor patios. Um, so we're going to get some live music going out on the patios when the weather's nice. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's scheduled every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in May. It's weather dependent. You know, we're not going to do it if it's raining or snowing or something. But uh, you work with uh, Grant. I love Grant. He's great. Big shout out to Grant. Um, <laughs> huge, huge shout out to Grant, man. He's the man. Oh, he's he's a real gem. Yep. Um, and shout out to his his partner too. Uh, I forget what her name is, but she's yeah, like, Mary. Mary, yeah. Shout out to Mary too uh, for just all of their work that they've been doing with that place. Um, yeah. So you guys are getting music going going back. I you had some of it a little bit last year, is my understanding. Like. A, like not much but a little but now it's like becoming a more embellished endeavor 
Yeah, so we, we were closed, obviously, from March through late July. And then the owner of Best Place, Karen Hurdle, has always wanted to open a coffee shop, like for, for years and years. And she, she and her husband, Jim, used to own The Gig, which was then called Barrel Riders. <clears throat> Excuse me. And before that, they had a, uh, like an organic health food store in River West. And it's just always been on her to-do list to like own and operate a coffee shop. Yeah. So we, we went in to Anodyne to do like a training on an espresso machine. Cause we were going to, we were going to pull the trigger at some point in 2020. This, I think we did the training back in like January or February and Mary did our training at, at Anodyne and her and Karen were just chatting and I guess they, hit it off and in late Jan uh, late July last year they said hey let's let's do it let's open you know like not screw the pandemic but you know let's do it a as a challenge to like see if we can do it in a, in a, a way that makes sense and a safe way to to open up our coffee shop so you know um, they they dusted everything off and turned the lights on at best place and got all the equipment in there, opened up their cafe and Mary and Grant got uh, Peter Roller and his, his bluegrass cohort to come in on Saturdays nice. and just do some, some free to the public bluegrass jamming. And yeah. it was great, man, to see live music after ha having not seen it for so long. Um, it was a real blessing to be able to sit out on that patio and just kind of heal you know just i think that's what live music is going to be for a lot of people like coming out of this is is a time to come together and heal yeah yeah um, definitely yeah i saw a couple outdoor shows last year like backyard stuff you know but mm -hmm. yeah nothing compares to uh a venue like with a big stage and uh and all your friends are there yeah like so um what do you guys uh do we get to know a little bit about uh, like who you guys have booked? Yeah, of course. I'll I'll let you in. I I'm gonna release the schedule uh, tomorrow, most likely. Oh, cool, cool, awesome. But yeah, I've got Evan Christian huh. from five to seven on Fridays. Oh. So I mean, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what he does, but he's yeah. amazing and um, yeah, flamenco, guitar, and blues, and whatever else he is in yeah. the mood for. You know, it's, he's, he's a got, beast. Yeah. Oh man, he's a he's a powerhouse and deserves those keys to the city that he's got that's for sure <laughs> yeah, awesome. and uh, and then after him i've got steph lippert coming in on friday nights so awesome. really looking looking forward to steph seeing steph and she's going to bring kind of a rotating cast of members of the resorts and just other friends and she's just so talented and, and nice it'll be nice to have like a friday night jam with her right on yeah steph is awesome i sounds like uh you got some good cats uh yeah. in, in the in the rotation there definitely yeah that's that's fridays and if you want i can let you in on the saturday sunday yeah, thing I'm sure saturdays i've got jack tell nice in oh. the morning so he he's another solo guitarist but a little different style than evan and does does more like finger tapping and finger picking and stuff and 
uses some effects pedals that are really cool. So it'll be, it'll be nice to start the day with him. And then Peter Roller and the bluegrass guys are coming back. We're going to bring them back bigger and better. Uh, yeah. yeah. For like the main hunk of the late morning, early afternoon. And then I've got Joe Ray coming in to close out the afternoons at best place on the patio. So I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he does a, he does a ton of great like loop stuff. On, he just plays solo with a guitar, but will like beatbox or play oh. his guitar in a way that's like very percussive to create a drum track. And um, he's a one man show, a one man band, you know, it's really, really fun. So looking forward to having some, some hyped up Saturday afternoons with him and yeah. And then Sundays, we're going to do an open mic, a bring your own open mic so that <laughs> no one's using other people's dirty mics. <laughs> oh, yeah. We learned a little bit about uh, sanitation this year, didn't we? Yes, we did. So if you've written a ton of songs and you want to come play them, bring your own microphone or don't use one and come tell your story in the morning on Sundays, you know, I think 11 to 1. And then I've got... Michael Sodnik and Jenna Redis, uh, the first Sunday of the month, and then Patrick Van Bibber, the rest of the Sundays of the month uh, right. in the afternoon. And then I've got um, Cameron Webb and, oh, wow. a ro and a rotating cast of musicians in the evening on Sunday. So awesome. it's going to be a party, man. Um, yeah. You know, a, a safe and responsible outdoor party. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to get over there sometime. I'd love to come check it out. Yeah. I I'll get you a, a couple PBRs on me, man. Man, you you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's exciting, dude. Uh, yeah. It's uh, giving us stuff to look forward to, um, and God knows we need that. So yes, well, and we're so close. I mean, a lot of people I know are already fully vaccinated. By the time May rolls around, most people I know will have already gotten at least their first shot. So yeah, we're trying to set up the the patios as a as a place where you can come all summer and, and see some free, free music and be a part of the, the community. Right on. Yeah. And then hopefully carrying that momentum into ticketed shows. So artists can make a little more money than what we can do now. Um, but the owners of the best place have been really um, kind and, and generous to, to let me try this idea and, and pay, pay some of my friends to play music. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I'm kind of familiar with like kind of like the circle of musicians you're in and it's going to be great to hear what they've been working on and also yeah just see everybody just in general just ask how are you how yeah. are you doing um as well as yeah like you know just to hear michael sodnik sing again like i can't wait he's got yeah. the best voice ever <laughs> it is velvet man yeah velvet that's a good word for it yeah cameron webb is really talented too Yes, he is. And, and um, one of our awesome staff members at Best Place, Jack, plays guitar with, with Cameron. Cool. So it'll be nice to kind of keep that in the family and hopefully just build on that. And maybe Jack can start doing his own stuff at, at Best Place soon. Hopefully, you know, it's, but yeah. he's, he'll, he'll be playing with Cameron um, on Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Very exciting, dude. Um... I, found, I saw yesterday that uh, Evers said that everyone over si 16 and older uh, is eligible for the vaccine in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I remember like when we first 
you know, like like a month ago, I didn't think I was going to be able to get the vaccine until like the summer. Same, but but <laughs> shit shit rolled out so and way better than I thought it was. So it's uh, yeah, if, if you can go fucking do it. Absolutely, it, it's a no brainer. It's safe and super effective. <clears throat> I just was watching the um, the White House like COVID press conference yesterday or two days ago. And they were saying that there's an early study that says it's like 90% effective against transmission, which is huge. Um, yeah. So yeah, get the shot. Right on. Well, uh, dude, I appreciate you uh, being on the show today to talk a little bit about uh, the concept series, talk about your projects and uh, yeah, it's good to see you, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on for the conversation, man. It's good to, good to see that you're still doing it and you're doing well. So yeah yeah things are looking up um Definitely. on our way out I ask everyone the same two questions uh the first is uh mark what keeps you up at night the x-files oh, i've heard that's a good one i've never actually watched it but i've heard it's really good it's okay it's not really good but <laughs> well it's, it's uh it's always it's always spooky season sure it's stimulating I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I'm a big, I'm a big sucker for sci-fi and um, some of those X-Files episodes are just so over the top and hilarious. I just can't, can't help it, man. I'm a sucker for X-Files. Right on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what puts you to sleep? Hard work. Yeah. Sounds like uh, you're, you're keeping yourself busy and uh, you're making yourself uh sleep good uh so yeah man uh uh good stuff all around thanks thanks again for being on the show has anyone ever asked you what keeps you up at night oh yeah people people have definitely uh turned the question on me many times um and the answer usually changes uh depending on like where i'm at uh but no right now i think it's uh honestly what keeps you up at night is just how much I've been trying to cram on my plate. Um, literally fell asleep editing the other night. Oh. Um, which doesn't normally happen. Usually, like, I'll finish editing, I'll export it, and then I'll leave it to, like, upload overnight, so then, like, I'll have the episode ready for the morning. But this time, I was so fucking tired that I just fell asleep in premiere. I didn't even get the episode finished. <laughs> it was Barry Paul Clark's episode, and I was like, I just like woke. I, I woke up. I won't tell him that he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up at like one a.m. and the clip, like the like the episode, timed out, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm not doing this right now. I'm going. I, I got to finish <laughs> this in the morning." So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's just keeping myself up later than I should be. Uh, that that knocks me out. Or it keeps me up, but then mm -hmm. it also knocks me out. Yeah, two birds. <laughs> birds. Right on, man. Well, uh, thanks again. Um, yeah, you're welcome, man. And thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, for everyone watching, I'll be uh, tagging uh, Paper Holland, Abby Jean. Uh, I'll be, uh, you know, shouting out uh, the concert series we got coming up at the best place at the Pabst Brewery. Uh, and uh, very excited to get some live music uh, 
uh, back in back in action in the next couple months here. Go get vaccinated. Uh, do it. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. As always, we'll see you next time. Yeah.